Would you like to dig a well at your house? Well, the city may not allow it. An AC unit is making a lot of noise. Is it haunted? Music changed a lot from the 1980s to the 1990s, but what about attic insulation? And if you get loose bricks, do you need mortar or epoxy? All this and more on the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. Let's head to Arlington and Jeffrey. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Good morning. Uh, you're outside. Uh, how much did you shrink? No, no, no. I'm staying inside today. While I was outside, I was just sweating off pounds is all. <laughs> okay. Uh, I live in a residential area. And okay. I'm curious, is it is it permissible? And if it is, how do I go about having a water well drilled? Most municipalities, when you're in city limits, don't allow it. Now, oh, dear. That's not to say in all of them are that way. But, uh, uh, you know, in the old days, yeah, everybody could put them in. Um, in fact, where I live, I live out in Double Oak. Uh, a lot of people have wells. I used to have one here on my property. And I'm not, I can, I can have another one drilled, but I'm on an acre and a half. In regular residential lots, they typically don't allow it. Hmm. Okay. I guess I have to talk to the... Uh, Start with the city. Yeah. Or a well driller. E- either one. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to give you the information typically. But uh, just why are you wanting to drill a well? Um, for for a backup okay i will tell you uh i got a price to redrill mine when my old one uh when the pipes finally gave up on my old one and it was going to run me starting eight or nine thousand and go up from there well i'm retired i've saved up my money so i can uh i can afford that okay well, I really appreciate it. You bet, Jeffrey. You take care. Let's head over to Bedford and Zach. Yes, sir. Hey, so I have a uh, an 05 uh, heat pump train, and the other night I noticed the, it wasn't cooling. My blower was on, but it wasn't cooling. So I walked outside, and the AC unit itself was not on. Okay. And it wasn't spinning nothing. So I tripped the, uh, the outside uh, breaker, and I tripped the inside breaker, and it came on and it immediately started spinning. I'm sorry, cooling. But I noticed a a noise coming from the outside unit. Yep. So just a, as a precaution, I, I shut it off. I had someone come out uh, uh, the other day to look at it. They didn't turn it on initially. They just put, a, I guess, an ohm meter on it. Okay. So, yeah, you, you have an old unit. The ohms are not lining up. You probably need a, a compressor on it, a complete refit or reinstall. So why don't I go and try to duplicate the noise? So I went ahead and tripped it on. Uh, it immediately starts cooling. Uh, then they said, well, we can try to replace the circuit board and the fan assembly, just as a precaution. A little back history on this. Back during the freeze, I had some freezing ice on the fan blades. Uh-huh. And that outside unit sounded like it was coming off the slab. Yeah. Out, so I turned it off. So I'm thinking maybe that ice did some damage to the prop, to the prop shaft. Uh, so I'm trying to get a. And another question is why was it cooling? Why was it not cooling when I first noticed it? But it's cooling now. And uh, they suggested replacing the outside unit in addition to the inside unit, even though there's nothing wrong with the inside unit because the refrigerant's going to be different. 
I think the the outside units in R22, where now we're at a the new units take a 410A. Correct. So just want to get your input on that. And again, they suggested initially, hey, your ohms are off. You're probably on the last leg of your compressor. It was full of refrigerant because he put the gauges on it, and I heard the gas come out standing five feet away, so it's full of refrigerant. Anyway, I'm just trying to get your standpoint on it. It's currently cooling, but that fan's making some noise. And will it hurt if I continue to run the fan, run the AC unit? Will that cause any further damages to the compressor? Well, first, I'm assuming your unit's probably 20 years old. Yes, it's manufactured in 2005, but I don't. I keep my thermostat pretty high, so I don't yeah. run it like normal people do. Yeah, well, I, I'm just trying to make sure that they're not feeding you a line of of crud, is all. Uh, so Correct. yeah, if it's if it's on the old R22, if you replace the outside, I would replace the inside as well. Uh, okay. Secondary, you know, as far as your your key question there, is it going to do any more harm? what's it matter you got to replace it anyway so uh, run it until it burns up completely the noise that you're hearing though is it a rattle noise or what what's it sound like it is a rattling noise kind of kind of almost if you're dangling a string a washer on that fan blade at the end of a string okay clicking noise It, it, it doesn't sound like it's electrical it sounds just like a clicking noise coming from that fan yeah well, it, it, if it's coming from the fan itself, then I'm not sure why they're wanting to replace the circuit board and stuff, because it should be just a matter of replacing the fan motor uh, and be done with it. Uh, so, you know, you, you're talking a few hundred bucks to do that, not thousands like it'll cost to do the compressor and or the, the whole outside Unit, Correct. So. And he did suggest when he re- anytime he suggests anytime we replace a motor, he replace he also suggests replacing the circuit board. I'm not sure. I may why. not be referring to the circuit board. Okay. So there's no need to replace the circuit board, just a fan. Yeah, typically <clears throat> it's just the fan motor. Now he uh he may be was he talking capacitors maybe? Capacitor, I'm sorry. Okay, big yes, yes. Uh, if the capacitor is going weak, then yes, you would definitely want to. And when he, it, what brought that up was when you started talking about the ohms testing. That's usually the giveaway that the capacitor is going out, and you would replace the capacitor along with the motor. Uh, a capacitor replacement, you know, you're, you're typically talking, you know, two hundred bucks, not a not a whole lot of money. Um, the motor, uh, I think, uh, most of the time four to eight hundred dollars for the motor itself plus replacement so you know you're not okay. talking a fortune but you are talking True. a 20 year old system uh you know if all you're wanting to do is get it through another season you could take a look at doing that but honestly it may rattle like that for two or three years before it goes out completely True. So I should probably be able to get the capacitor in at motor replace installed for less than a grand, give or take. Yeah, you may be a grand twelve hundred, something like that. Okay. And what's the problem in just replacing the coal assembly only inside the blower unit instead of the whole blower unit? Money. Money. It, it just it just doesn't make money sense. To to, to, to replace just the coil. Correct. Okay. Now, the, All right. The coil costs so much that it you're you're better off to just replace the whole thing and be done with it. Okay. 
And another thing with our gumbo soils, the the slab that amounts to it's slanting. Yeah. How much how much leeway is given on where that that slanting actually produces an issue, whether it be the the lines going into the slab or the coolant inside the uh, compressor itself. Well, you know, the coolant and the lines typically aren't the problem. Where it does come into an issue is it does put wear and tear on that shaft on that motor. And so you want to you do want to keep it as level as you can. Now, uh, does that mean if it gets, you know, an inch off or something, you, hey, you need to rush right out and do something? No. But if you're three, four inches off, you want to get it fixed. Okay. And doesn't the elms mainly pertain to the capacitor and not the pressure itself? Correct. Okay, so if he's getting the ohms reading that's not, they don't sink, that's more in line with the capacitor, which is electrical, not a compressor. Correct. And that's the reason okay. I was asking what kind of noise it was making. Um, yeah. Because if it, was, if it was more of a crackling-type noise, I would have said just replace the capacitor, be done with this, and see what happens. Uh, but when it's more of a rattling noise, then it's it's into the fan motor. Okay, and, and what's what's a unit? And this is a train, the outdoor unit, and the blower unit itself, and it's a heat pump. What would a a reinstall run on those? About a, I guess he suggested a sixteen cylinder. Yeah, um, there's been so many price changes in the last year, but. Are you talking about just replacing the outside unit, not the inside, correct? Well, he said if you have to replace, if you replace the inside, because the refrigerant is now 410A, correct. you have to replace the outside unit. That is correct. And if you're replacing both of them and you're going to go back with like a, a train or American Standard or Carry or one of the upper-end brands, Lennox, you know, something like that. Yes, sir. 16 sear, 5-ton, or what? what's the tonnage? Uh, you know, I don't know. I have a relatively small house, fifteen hundred feet. So, I, okay, we're probably a three or three, maybe four ton unit. Then, yeah, you are probably twelve, fourteen thousand, something in that range. Okay, I appreciate. It. And as you know, and I think you're you're an airplane guy. I and, am. I just got back from Oshkosh. Yeah, and what I heard. Uh, Ice on the fan blades is like, man, this is not good. I had to do some damage to that shaft, and evidently it's good. And I kind of equate that ice on wingtips and ass on, or ice. <laughs> that ice, ice on props is not good. So I'm yep. like, yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's not, but uh, uh, honestly, I, you know, uh, during the uh, freeze like that, a lot of people had it. Uh, I had one of my units freeze up so tight that the fan blade wouldn't even turn. I mean, it, it wow. literally turned into a block of ice. Um, it typically doesn't do a lot of damage to them. Yeah, it, when it heated up, it, it went away. And it, I, like I said, I've, I've had six months, seven months <laughs> free spinning, so to speak. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm really thinking it, it's not related to the to the ice. Uh, and, and that's also why I think you may run this thing a couple more years and not have to worry about it. Okay. Yeah, it's worth rolling a dice on. And yeah. you were up north during that plane crash, right, at the airport? I was there. Yes, sir. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I actually saw where when they were doing the rescue and stuff on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought of you when I when it broke the news. It didn't get a lot of coverage, but, it, yeah, I immediately thought of you when you were up there when I saw yeah, that plane they, crash. Yeah, they do a uh, – there was actually 
uh, multiple wrecks, but there was two different wrecks where people died. One of them was uh, on the uh, ultralights and a uh, gyrocopter hit wow. each other. Uh, there was a couple of guys in a gyrocopter that, and they came down on top of an ultralight. Uh, and uh-huh. then another one was actually out in the lake, uh, a seaplane um, crashed out in the lake. And so two people were killed in each incident. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, so. sorry you had to go see, see that, but yeah. Oh, well. Uh, you okay. know, that's, that's part of flying. And that, that's exactly right, and it's still enjoyable. Yes, sir. Are you a flyer? Hey, thank you. Uh, no, I am not, but I, I, I'm in a company a lot of flyers. Yep. Okay. You know, there, there was an outfit out of Connecticut that had a plane crash a few years ago. Uh, yes. I, I can't remember what plane. It was a World War II airplane. And they used to fly the tour around the United States, even had a stop here in Dallas. Yeah, you're talking and, about the uh, one who uh, crashed during the air show? Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, no, not not this most recent air show. This one crashed uh, at their headquarters in Connecticut a few years ago. I think it was a B twenty B seventeen or I think it was a B seventeen. Okay. Uh, anyway, they, they come. They used to come around here every year, and uh, yep. I, I got on that same plane <laughs> a couple uh-huh. years prior to that. Yeah. Trip. How I rock! And you know what? It, it's a it's enjoyable flying those planes. It's it's not cheap, but you're you're paying for the upkeep on it, and it's well worth it. And the upkeep's expensive. It is, and and like I said, no regrets. It was a blast. That's definitely a bucket list. Well, so you have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Thank you. Bye. Let's head down to Stephenville, and and welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Well, thank you. It's been a wonderful show. I am asking the question, if the R factor on insulation in the attics changed from an R7 to R32 from the 1980s? drastically in 90s okay uh it it it, uh actually it's never been r7 i mean r7 was for the insulation on the ductwork itself okay but uh for the attic uh they have increased it to r48 now okay all right well when the house was built and we had the energy inspection it's something like an r7 or 9 uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure the, what that was because walls used to be, yeah, well, but back then walls were uh, 11 and now they're 13. And like I said, even in the attic, it was, it was uh, 38 back then. Okay. All right. That was a question. Was it okay. 38 back in the eighties? Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. You bet. Take Appreciate care. the show. Bye. And look, that R factor, it makes a huge difference. And I, I mentioned, uh, uh, the insulation just a, a minute ago when we were talking about USA insulation, you know, a lot of times people want to encapsulate the attic because they want the highest R value. Look, it doesn't matter if you're using foam or fiberglass or cellulose or uh, Milo insulation. R48 is R48. The breathability of your attic, though, that can make a huge difference on the health of your home. And that's the reason I recommend foam in the walls, because inch for inch, you get the highest R value. But then I want a breathable insulation in the attic. All righty, let's head to Alan and Sarah. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi. On the patio, there is a step down from the house. 
and the brakes have come loose on that step down and need to be uh, secured with cement or something. Uh huh. What would you suggest? Are you going to do it yourself or have somebody come in and do it? Well, either one. Probably, probably we'd try to do it ourselves. Okay. Initially. Well, you you got two choices if you're going to do it yourself. Uh, you can take the mortar off of of what came loose, and mm-hmm. just mix up some new mortar, put it into place, and and let it set up. The other choice would okay. be to use some epoxy to epoxy it into place. And if if that was the case, you would just leave the existing mortar in place and use the epoxy to uh, basically glue it back in. Yeah, which one would you try first? Oh, probably I would go the, the, the route of taking the mortar off and redoing it back the way it originally was done. Okay. All right. Well, that would be something that would keep us from falling out the front of the back door. So. Sure. And if you want somebody who can do it for you, Lone Star Masonry Repair, they would be okay. able to take care of that for you. All right, sir. And I guess they would be on your website? Yes, ma'am. They're at uh, thipro.com. Uh, or if you want the number, it's 817-709-6834. All right. I think Sarah has uh, kind of dropped off there. Bert, this is Jim. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Yeah, hi, Jim. Um, listen, I, I have a rather old lake house uh, a couple of hours from Dallas, and I uh, have uh, slowly, we've slowly fixed it up and all, but the wiring and the AC are old. The, the um, AC is, I would say, just really old. I mean, it's, it, but it works. It's, it works great. Um, the wiring, though, for that is rather old and does not have a C wire. I have thought, because of all this heat, uh, finally, after all these years, of probably using a smart thermostat, such as a Nest, uh, to see if I could cool it down some before I went out there versus getting out there and then playing catch-up all day while it's so hot. Um, it, but it doesn't have a C-wire. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to need an electrician to come out, but most of them uh, don't know much about smart thermostats out here. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what you what you think about all that. And I, I just, you know, I hate to upset the apple cart. Everything's working. It's fine, except that when I go out there and get out there even really early in the morning, like 7 o'clock, I mean, it plays catch-up all day sure. until it finally cools the house down. And I've got ther- I've got really thermal energy efficient windows i've got uh insulation in the roof and a metal roof you know it was well done i mean i just don't know what to do and i i can't really figure out for something that old whether or not i should even mess with a smart thermostat well even if you needed a common wire for it you can install a common wire for just that one application. So uh, I, I w- I, that part is easy to, to deal with. Um, I would not redo the whole electrical system just for that. Um, um, yeah. 
But do you have, curiosity question? Do you have internet service out there by chance? Oh yeah, yeah, really good. I <laughs> I think it's really good internet service. I think okay. it's better than what what I've got back in Dallas. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, that's what I would recommend then is putting in an, an internet type uh, thermostat, and yeah, you can log, log into it and 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 fire it up when, whenever you're wanting to, to head that direction then. Okay, so from the sample, but it requires, for example, a Nest requires, a, and most of them require a C wire. Well, this is old. Sure. Wiring from the from the AC unit to the thermostat luckily they're very close to each other so and and, the, um, and and i will tell you up front you probably don't have the right number of wires even coming from the unit to the thermostat to handle right. the the new thermostats it's no big yeah, deal I've to run a three. new wire for I've that got yeah. i've got three wires it, it, and it's going to require four. five yeah so i guess but, an electrician could come out no, no, and no. try you, to figure you're, that you're out AC your AC person does it. Oh, your AC person does it. Okay. Yeah, he he'll pull the new thermostat wires and uh, hook it up, and you you it, no big deal at all. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll look into that. Doing that, I was getting a little concerned because when I pulled it off, I realized I only had three wires, and and you know, I didn't I didn't think I was going to work for a uh, uh, smart internet. You know, like a Nest sure. uh, type of thermostat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just gotten to be where I'm older now. And I'm just, I go out there and it's playing catch up all day long. And yep. it's it's just, it's just I, don't, I don't want it to have to run like that. So there's no reason for the day before start running, uh, starting to slowly cool the house down a little bit. And when I get out there, it wouldn't be playing catch up so much. Yeah, so yeah. If that's you can turn it on always the night before, that that's going to be the best time to do it because it's, it's not having to work as hard to get caught up. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get an AC guy to come out and and um, and see. But most now, of them don't have any experience out there with a net. That, and with, that's what I was just going to say. Make sure when you start calling around, you ask, do they have experience with the Internet-type thermostats? Because most of them are old school and, and don't have it. Okay. All right. Let me let me uh, work on that then. And I, but it, but it's possible to do. They can run a couple of wires and get it hooked up, and then it's a matter of just learning the programming. It. Yeah, they'll, they'll literally all three of those existing wires would be pulled out and replaced with the five wires uh, because the 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 rolls come in a three wire or a five wire bundle, and they'll literally oh. just hook on to that one and, and pull the new one through. Let's go to Gloria in Dallas. How can I help you? Jim, I just turned 96. I don't know if you remember me. Yes, ma'am, I do. But anyway, my daughter, when I'm gone, she is talking about painting my cabinets. Now, you've been to my house, but you didn't notice all the wood inside is a light. I don't know what the wood is. I'm Uh kind of like your dad. I like wood. Yep. And she wants to paint everything, uh, and I'm just wondering, is that a good thing, Jim? Oh, yeah, it, it's done all the time. Uh, in fact, I, I will let you in on a secret. Mom made Dad paint the cabinets at the house. so I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I'd turn over in my grave if she did that to me. <laughs> well, uh, you know, all, all you got to do, Gloria, is hang around, and then she can't do it. Well, I'm trying. 
trying at 96. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. But look, all, all they got to do if they do get ready to paint it is you clean them up real good. You use a deglosser on them that, that takes off the uh, real slick finish that's on the wood right now. Yeah, that's what a, I was worried about. Yeah, then, then you put a primer sealer on it and go ahead and paint them. Uh, it's done all the time, and and uh, it it holds up very well. Okay. I appreciate it. It's good talking to you, Jim. You take and care, I, Gloria. I love you, and every, everybody else does, too. I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you. God bless. Bye-bye. Let's head out to Crockett, Texas. Hello, Gary. Yes, how you doing? Wonderful. How about you? I'm great. I have a question for you. I've got an eight-year-old house, and uh, it's about 4,000 square foot. I've got a couple air conditioning units on it, but out of the many air registers in the ceiling, uh, about three of them are dripping water. Okay. I've had my air conditioning company come out uh, twice, and they made sure all the ductwork was sealed in the attic and everything looks good. The next time they came in, and they took the air registers off and caulked or sealed uh, the boxes in it and everything else and they're telling me now that's just that's just the way it, it happens sometimes uh, there's only just three of them in my house one's in the entryway one's in the living room and one's in the master bedroom okay I didn't, didn't know if you had any thoughts on that almost always it's a result of the warm air and cold air mixing the warm air of the attic mixing with the cold air going through and most of the time, it's because the insulation's not put around that boot that goes through the sheetrock well enough that that warm air is getting down to it. So uh, before I did anything else, I would try put, packing the insulation around it, uh, around the okay. uh, openings better. And 95% of the time, that stops it. The roof in the attic and around that boot, just go ahead and put some additional insulation. Yep. yep. Try that. Okay. Well, that helps me out. I sure appreciate it. Okay. And just for everybody listening, what happens is the boot going through the, the insulation is metal. The ductwork is insulated, but that metal boot's not. So you got to pack the insulation good around it to protect it uh, from that temperature. Good idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, thank one. you. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for joining us for the Super Podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.